0: Night Protection Services, for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. You brought up a lot of different things within financial planning, so let's kind of break it down. You mentioned um, budgeting, and that can be a really scary word to a lot of people of, you know, I only have $200 to spend on groceries, but the grocery bill was 210 Like, how do I make up for that $10 uh, or, you know, what do I need to do? And then also to go along with that, there's so many, like, apps and things and robots that can tell you uh, how much you're spending and it, are those good are they just kind of like fear-mongering of like you spent 13 on pizza this week you can't go to the movies you know like it's right is that is it something that's worth it or should people just be avoiding those things here's my advice and
1: just from experience what has worked for most individuals and i start by saying that your finances are are personal and there's no one solution that works for everybody. It's more or less figuring out your own things that you're comfortable with in terms of, you know, let's let's talk about the budgeting process. I think there's a lot of best practices, but you may find that certain apps or certain things that tell you what you're spending money on actually are very useful for you. And that's very informative. But for somebody else it may just be like, yeah, I really don't want to be reminded of this expense or that expense. Um, And so what I found through my journey of of helping people and something that I do for myself is that it really works to, especially in this day and age where we're really living in a cashless society and you're having to budget around, like you say, those grocery bills without necessarily taking money out of your wallet and knowing exactly how much money to spend. Um, So in my experience, you have to be able to separate your money into different categories. And I turn and do a presentation that's called Budget Like a Billionaire. And the whole reason for budgeting is not to really keep track of spending. It's really to give you peace of mind and really to almost automate the spending that you do have around certain categories. So give you, for example, I recommend, and you can have as many categories as you want, but I recommend that you at least have four different categories. And in this world, you actually, in my experience, should have four different bank accounts to manage each of these different categories. And so the first category is really your main account. And I call it a household account, but it's, it's for all your expenses that are regular and that you pretty much almost to the penny will know exactly what that expense will be. So think of your mortgage or your rent, your car payment. Uh, This can be your insurance payment, your cell phone bill. Uh, You can even lump in some bills that aren't necessarily going to be the same every month, but you can probably aggregate a certain range that the electricity or the water bill is going to be in. Once you have... Figured out how much money is needs to be allocated on a monthly basis uh, to pay off those bills, what you want to do, especially if you have a consistent salary um, income within your household, is just have direct deposit going right into that account, and for as many of those um, per, um, bills as possible, be able to set up a bill pay or automatic payment or debit from the account for that purchase. Now, what you've done there is you've just eliminated any thought around paying those particular uh, items in life. You know, there's no longer this, I got paid the first of the month, but my rent is due as well. So that's going to take a lot of money. You've now just pretty much made it a thoughtless process to pay the major bills in your life. The next account that I believe that everybody should have in their mind is... Kind of the essential parts of life that are variable, and so it's the grocery bill. Like you spent two hundred, or you could spend two ten, uh, but you spent. You know, some people it's gonna it's gonna matter how they feel about these expenditures. If you spend ten dollars over, some people that's going to create uh, a guilty feeling or stressful feeling in their life because I only budgeted for two hundred dollars. And what I try to get people to really take sense of is. We want to eliminate that guilty feeling in your purchases, in your your daily spending, because at the end of the month, we need to buy groceries. We need to spend money to buy, you know, to buy lunch and kind of the the average living that we do on a day to day basis to put gas in our car, to get a cup of coffee, uh, and these are expenses that we probably should not feel some sway as to, oh, I've got money or I don't have money, I can't afford this or I shouldn't afford this. You wanna be able to sense, all right, on a monthly basis, I spend this much money. If I'm very frugal, I could probably do less. If I really splurge and maybe go out to lunch three or four times a week, I could probably uh, spend this much per month. But ultimately we wanna allocate a certain amount every month to a separate bank account just for those variable expenses. And now we spend our time and our energy throughout the month figuring out our real purchase decisions around that um, we 're never going to be perfect around what you think you should be doing, so you just want to you know be able to manage that one account the way that you feel very comfortable doing so and then there's two more accounts which are less active those are the two main accounts that get you know Uh, flushed with money every month and then you got to make sure that the expenses happen. Uh, The two other accounts that I try to get people to set up are now you're going to have discretionary spending that is more long term. So think of the money that you may need for a vacation, the money that you may want to spend on yourself to update your wardrobe. These are purchases in life that are going to need to happen for you to probably live the way that you want to live but they don't happen every single month and you have some level of control of the frequency and probably the level of spending. But if you're allocating a certain amount of your budget on, or your salary every single paycheck or month, that money starts to build up. And what that account turns into is that becomes an enjoyment account where you feel like, yes, I get to spend money that I've allocated to go on the vacation that I want and my family wants. Or look, I've got money saved up. When I see that nice pair of shoes that I've been wanting to get or it just popped up in front of me because of an advertisement, um, now I can go do so. And I'm not stressing about my car payment, my grocery bill, because that money is no longer attached to those particular parts of my life. I have a separate account where I can kind of say, yeah, I can afford these shoes or I can't. And once you have that set up, it, it totally frees you up in the sense of making some of those purchases rewarding purchases, making those purchases enjoyable, and kind of taking some of the stress away from that as well. Uh, and then finally, we have to save for the future, and we have to make sure that we have certain amounts of money that are there for any type of emergencies that happen. So the fourth account, and it can be done in different ways. You may have a retirement account that you're saving for, through work, but I always recommend that we at least have at least a savings account for emergency expenses. Once in a while, the car is going to break down. Maybe a family member that you know needs money for certain reasons or your own crisis may be happening as well. And so having that money that's totally set aside, uh, it may be set aside in just a one-time you know allocation or you may be building up that savings over time, but that money hopefully is what you look at as I want to improve life long-term. And so I want to save for retirement. And that's when I think starting to work with myself and, and somebody who's really going to help you with the financial planning starts to open your eyes as to what that money is really there for and how to help it grow as much as possible. So that's the fourth account. And you can have more accounts. I know, you know, through my own life, I have money that I separate and say, Hey, this is just for my golf and my own entertainment. And, you know, that's enjoyable for me. So I set up a totally separate account and just allocate money toward that so it doesn't interfere with things that we have going on with the household as well.
0: That's awesome. I, I've never heard of that, but it makes so much sense, especially because then you can, if you need that ability to track things, it makes it a lot easier than to like try to decipher your Bank statement of like, let's color code, you know, exactly what I spent where and like what category it goes into. Um, so that's a really uh smart way to do it for sure. You talked about saving as the last account, so I kind of want to get into a little bit of saving versus investing and when's the time to do one or the other. Or do you have to have a certain amount in your savings before you go into it, invest or just kind of that process? Cause I think investing is really scary for a lot of people because it's spending money and there's not a guarantee that you get that money back. So how does that whole process work?
1: It's a great question. And I, I definitely think in talking to people and kind of working through the, the reason for saving is probably the most important thought that you have to kind of put in into your mind. And I start with the the sense that we have grown up with for most of us that, you know, the first obstacle in life was to get through school and then you start working and you feel like, you know, as long as I work hard and do things in the right way, life will, will pretty much take care of itself. And I work with enough people and I've kind of seen through a lot of my, my experiences as well is that we used to have things in place within this country that totally took care of people. You know, you could call it social security, you could call the pension plans that we used to have throughout uh, most of the jobs that we, that we did. And, and those things are still in place for certain jobs, but they're not there for everybody. And so it's really more of a individual process to make sure that we are saving enough money to take care of ourselves when we can no longer go out there and do the same job that we're doing today. And knowing how scarce jobs can start to be at different moments of our economy becomes an even uh, greater reason why we want to save and why we want to uh, make sure that we're we're putting money aside to either one day say we have enough money that we can spend our retirement or not have to work the way that we want to, or give us options in life. Um, One option may be to say, you know, I've worked this job for 20, 30 years of my life, but it's not something I want to do when I'm 60, 70 years of age. I'd rather have my own business or be a consultant or do some other walk of life. And in order to do that, I may need the money to purchase a business or to start my own business. Uh, so there's different reasons that I try to work with people to get them to see that the life you're living today won't always be there for you or it won't necessarily be the, the thing that you want to be doing when you're older. So a reason to save is kind of the start of why we're putting money away. And then we can open the door into all the different methods of saving, You know, largely starting with a lot of the retirement accounts, Kind of really all it is is a wrapper. There's no internal, like, you know, a retirement account is not a, uh, I'm going to get a certain return from just having a 401k versus an IRA or versus a Roth. They're just wrappers that protect your money from taxes in different ways. And so we want to make sure we're doing the education around what these particular um, accounts are doing for us and when our money will be best available for us to use in a certain part of life and what our options are. And then once we put money in one of those wrappers, uh, it can be in the 401k, an IRA or a Roth, or it may not have a, a wrapper around it. It may just be a regular investment account or you could look at um, annuities. Then we can figure out what's the best investment that matches me as a, as a client Matches my investment objective, what I'm trying to achieve in the long term, but also my kind of my emotional attachment to, to investments. And that's where you, um, you alluded to. A lot of times that seems like a scary thing. And I think when you look at TV and when you get a sense of what the stock market is doing and what the economy is doing, uh, it's not always the, the, the best presentation in my experience as to what your money is really doing when you're putting it to work as an investment. It it may have stocks and bonds and other types of of, uh, securities that are attached to it. And so it's really a matter of, you know, kind of along the way while we're making these decisions, giving everybody their own sense of understanding of what's really happening. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I look at myself as, you know, you have a, uh, in in the world of Sedna, you're basically on a boat and your boat is basically trying to get to your destination. It may get to multiple destinations. My job is just to be the captain of that ship and to help us navigate the the seas. Let's avoid any of the the, uh, hurricanes and rough storms that are out there. And let's just make sure that we can get to, the place that you're looking to get to. And, you know, sometimes we can get to a little bit more than that and go different places as well with your money, but having the right mindset of why you're saving and why you're doing it is the the best starting place.
0: I love that. I think we've invested in a few things, but my dad, he was huge into investing in stock markets and and watching that. He paid for my entire college tuition through the stock market. He didn't Mm -hmm. once pull from, you know, his checking account or anything like he had a specific account that he only used for investments and he he, you know i mean college is not cheap so it's you know but he's huge into it and um made you know made a lot of money doing it but you have to you know he had a financial advisor that he trusted and that like helped him work through that so it's like you said it, it can be scary if you're doing it on your own and you don't know anything but You know, if you're going through it with somebody, then they're going to find you the right things to do and the right places to put your money so that, you know, you have that return.
1: And I would just add to that, the experience I've seen with most individuals, and this is even before I started really working in the business, I learned from a lot of people that the saving process, which is just that same attitude of putting money aside that goes into something, And it it just has that that habit of putting money into saving because you want a better future has grown a lot of people into multimillionaires. And I can sit down with a pen and paper and do the math with anybody from a regular salary um, within this country as to how much we can save on a monthly basis that will make you at least a millionaire, if not a multimillionaire. And so that habit of being able to save consistently is more important than figuring out which stock or which investment or the right time is actually the right investment to make.
0: Definitely, and yeah, he was huge on saving. He instilled that in me of like, you have to start your savings now. Like I was 16 years old and like, you gotta, you have to start saving now. So um, definitely that was huge with him as well. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O-thriving-A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.